If you're affected by anything you hear on this podcast, get in touch via manblues at gmx.com or at manbluesuk on Twitter. We're not qualified to help, but we can listen. Please don't suffer in silence. Hi, I'm Leon Deggs, and you're listening to Man Blues. In this week's episode, we're discussing friends and friendship. So I'm the kind of guy who's very thorough. By which I mean, when your name goes in my phone, in my contacts, I will store as much detail about you as I possibly feel I could need. Which will include... Home address, if required, it will include where you work, any other phone numbers you've got, any email addresses you've got, plus your birthdays. Now what that means is, because I'm using Google and Android and whatever, and yeah, flame me if you must, because whatever, Apple fanboys, because I'm using that and I use Google Calendar, I find that I get these annual reminders for birthdays, which is fantastic. But what it's done for me today, in particular, the day I'm recording this, is it's reminded me about a friend of mine I've not spoken to in 15 years or more. I lost him. He disappeared. We were really close. We'd been close for years. We'd, I'd known him since about 1991. Let me give you some context in terms of age. I'd known him since I was about 17 and just lost touch. I've known him 30 years and I've been really good friends with him, really close friends with him for 15 of those years and I've lost him for 15 of those years. And by lost, I'd literally mean lost. From one day to the next, he disappeared off the social media. He disappeared from all his email addresses, stopped responding to them. None of his phone numbers were active that I had. And by the way, and by the way, when I was saying I was adding you to my contacts, what I mean is every time you tell me you've changed your phone number, I keep the old number and update the new one. Simple. So I had all his phone numbers, all his mobile numbers. And I even wrote to his home address and I heard nothing. Now, bearing in mind, this guy was married to a woman I was friends with on Facebook, but I didn't want to reach out to her and ask her questions about where he is, and I didn't want it to be that there was a case there was something awful and, uh, you know, she felt the need to talk about it on a social media platform. He dropped off all social media. So how am I supposed to get in touch with him? He's literally vanished into thin air. It's really, really hard when you lose a good friend. So I started thinking, how many people can you actually call friend how many people in your circle your social circle not including all the hundreds of thousands of facebook friends you've got because i mean that's one of the reasons why i dropped off it as well i used to use facebook just for the purposes of keeping in touch with my family but then that kind of petered out as well because they stopped using it i stopped using it and we found other ways to keep in touch so aside from that list of many many people who aren't really friends who do you actually call a friend and how would you define a friend for me i found The good definition is, a friend is someone who's reciprocal when you check up on them. And top of my head, I could think of three people, which is bad. I could think of three people where I would go, yeah, that's clearly a friend. Maybe four at a push. Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying I need hundreds of friends. I'm not. I don't. I'm not that kind of person. I don't need that. As, As discussed in the episode about loneliness, I'm quite happy to be on my own. But when it comes down to me counting friends and seeing just exactly how many friends I've got, it's only a small number, but I'm happy with that. That's okay. That works for me. So I started thinking about a friend of mine who, his life is very busy. He's got a young child. 
so he struggles to make time, that's fine. But he's the guy where it's always me reaching out. I'm always the one reaching out to find out how he's doing. I'm always the one reaching out saying, come on, let's get on Zoom, let's have a catch up. I'm always the one who's reminding him, you know, birthday's coming around, whatever. So my nephew once said to me, I was talking to him about this, and I said, you know, this guy annoys me because I'm always chasing him. And my nephew just quite wisely said, but someone always has to reach out. So I asked, why does it always have to be me? My nephew said, well, because someone has to. And if they're not doing it, you must. And since then, I've been fine with it. I've been fine with it because now I understand that if I don't reach out, my friend won't find the time, might not think to, and then 10 years down the line, he'll probably be embarrassed to get back in touch again. And then we just slip out of each other's lives and forget about it. And that's it. Move on. So, as I say, it's quite hard to lose a friend. And it's, sometimes it's quite hard to keep friends as well. But then I also had a situation about 18 months ago where I walked out on a friendship and I don't regret it and I think it was the best thing I ever did. This person seemed to genuinely derive pleasure from pressing all my buttons and making me angry and getting me triggered and then would laugh at my actions and my responses. He would openly mock me but not others. So when we're in a group of people he would you know, mock me and make fun of me but not make fun of other people. It was constantly putting me down. He was incredibly unresponsive on his phone. So you'd send him a message, you could wait a couple of hours before he replied. And sometimes, you know, you need someone to reply quickly with something along the lines of, what time do you want me to come round? And he would never respond. But he benefited from my fast responses. And I think he enjoyed that. He enjoyed that there was that relationship where he could reach out to me and I would be the other end of the phone, but that he was divorced from everything because he just didn't have to because in his mind he didn't need to respond. So it turned out that I realised it was quite a toxic friendship and I thought I was better off without it, so I basically just cut all ties. I have been a bit cowardly because I've not actually said why. I've not been in touch with him and told him why. I've literally just walked away from it because I couldn't be bothered having to explain it to him and having to deal with the smug look that I know I would have got. Because it just wasn't the friendship for me. It just wasn't the right relationship for me. It wasn't the right thing. So I walked away from it. And I think that was probably the best thing I ever did emotionally. And it started me thinking about male friends. Men tend to have very disguised relationships with men. And I like to use the word relationship because I think it makes men feel awkward because they think that they should only ever have relationships with sexual partners. They don't necessarily think they should have relationships that are non-sexual. So I started to ask myself questions. Why did men do all the name-calling stuff? Why do we know what's the absolute worst about our friends and remind them of it? Why do we do all this name-calling? I've never really understood it because there's nobody can grow from that other than knowing that one of your friends is mocking you. And all the barracking that we do and all the pushing and shoving and cajoling and all the rest of it and all the mickey-taking where people laugh at your failings and they'll mock your successes... They'll do all of this stuff that's all in the name of affection, showing you how they have affection for you, but they will never, ever show it or say it. It took me a long time to get used to hugging men, not because of any sort of perverse reason, but purely because my mum wasn't a hugger, so I wasn't used to hugging people. So when I met up with a friend of mine in the summer, we were sitting down outside a pub in the glorious sunshine, and we were enjoying ourselves, having a chat, and then his mother-in-law and his wife came along to pick him up and take him back home, and the mother-in-law openly said to the two of us, I bet you they don't hug, 
but we'd already hugged twice before she arrived. So then I basically made a, obviously I made a point of then grabbing my friend and hugging him and basically just saying, why on earth would you think we wouldn't hug? So maybe she's just from a generation where men don't do that, but that's the thing. She automatically assumed we wouldn't want to show affection for each other. And she was wrong. And the thing about hugging is, there's absolutely nothing wrong with hugging. I've got no problem with it whatsoever. My issue stems just from the fact my mother didn't hug, so I struggle to hug other people. Yeah, I don't have an issue showing my affection. So, yeah, I find that that's something that's quite useful in a friendship. And if you haven't, if you're not at that position, if you're not at that level, if you don't feel you can hug your friend or that your friend will want to hug you back, you need to talk about stuff like that. You need to find out whether that person is as invested in you as you are in them. The chap I talked about earlier, the one who's got the young child and who, um, where I'm always reaching out to him, I'd spent most of my adult life being sarcastic, but let me just read through my list again. I'd done all the name calling, done all the barracking, done all the mickey taking, laughing at other people and mocking them and all the rest of it. Never showed any affection because I thought that my affection was understood. The fact that I kept hanging out with the guy, the fact that I kept going to his house, the fact that I kept going to see him, the fact that whenever I was going anywhere, I would invite him out. I assumed, without ever having said it, I assumed that he knew I liked him as a friend. Turns out he didn't. And I was talking to a, to a female friend of ours, a mutual female friend, and, I just, and, uh, and she said to me, how come you never tell anybody what you feel? And I said, what are you talking about? She said, well, why don't you tell the guy that you like him I said but he knows him. he knows we're friends he knows I like him she says no I bet you he doesn't so I walked over to him and I sat down next to him and I said you do know that I like you as a friend right you do know that I think you're a great company and you're a great guy and I like you a lot and he went no I had absolutely no idea and it floored me because I'd always assumed that people could see my affection for them and that was a massive eye opener and I was 21 years old when I learned that that feels to me like I was a bit too late in life to understand that people cannot see affection unless you tell them. Yeah, you can tap someone on the shoulder, you can shake their hand, you can call them sir, you can look them in the eye and all the things that men do, but we never ever say, I enjoy your company. I mean, I had it just this week. I was sat with a friend of mine for a couple of hours in the pub and I hadn't really sat down with him for a long time because we just hadn't. It wasn't one of those situations where we, it lent itself to that sort of thing. I'd been round to his house a couple of years ago. You know, work gets in the way, life gets in the way, etc. And we sat there for a couple of hours in this pub, just sitting there and chatting. And it suddenly hit me just how long I'd known the guy and how intertwined our lives had been. And I was really quite surprised at just how many things we'd done together, how much time we'd spent together. And I thought, that's interesting. But I wonder whether he sort of doubts my sincerity because I am one of these guys who will take the mickey first and be sincere second so lots of people get confused by me they don't really understand where I'm going and where I'm coming from but that's my fault I've spent years using my sarcasm and my, my sort of quick wittedness as a defence mechanism so I will always say something sarky something awful frankly something terrible I'll say first and then afterwards I'll be I'll be picking them back up and telling them how good they are and how much I like them and how much I enjoy their company and so on so this guy for him to not understand where I'm coming from is perfectly normal so the positivity corner of this episode is going to be mostly about again the old classic keep talking 
In terms of friends, because they're not often, you know, you, if you don't see them all the time, you know, like especially, you know, since we've had lockdown, you're not going to see that many people all the time. We've now found ourselves bolted and rooted back into a completely different lifestyle to what we had before. I don't go out anywhere near as much as I used to. I don't go and see people. I used to be out most weekends, maybe two weekends a month. And now I'm not doing that at all. So I'm not seeing these friends. So I'm having to reach out to them in different ways. And I feel really bad that I'm having to let down one of my friends again this week because last week we had something on, uh, on the... My friend and I, we've got this thing every fortnight where we have a Zoom meeting or a Discord meeting or whatever the hell we do. And last week I had to cancel. So he's moved it to this week. This week I have to cancel because I've got something else on and I feel really bad about it. But this is the guy that I used to see twice a year. But now I see him twice a month online. So we've increased our activities together because we sit there and we just basically it's just like having him come round for the evening we just sit and chat and then we sign off and it's great that's the sort of thing I've been finding has been working really really well with regards to talking to friends I mean it's difficult with a few people because they just don't find the time they just can't find the time it's sometimes it's just impossible I mean I remember when my son was younger Every day there was something busy, there was something going on, it was impossible to find the time. So I, I don't begrudge anybody who says that. But I do, see, I do keep saying to myself, keep reaching out, keep contacting these people, keep getting in touch, keep trying to find them, keep trying to reach out to them. But I think most importantly, you need to hang on to those people who spark joy, to quote that Japanese lady. But you also need to ditch those people who are hard work. You know, the ones where you're investing a lot of energy and you get very little reward. Those are the people you need to move away from. So I'm Leon Deggs, and I've got a tiny circle of friends, but they're good friends. Thanks for listening.